Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I am all in. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions, uh, season five, episode eight. The party's over, and we can't even seem on our end to get the party started because Amy is having a little bit of technical difficulty. She's in Los Angeles. I don't know if you've got the uh, breaking news that Amy is in Los Angeles, in, in her Los Angeles estate. <laughs> Um, she's having to stay in the pool house because the estate's being, uh, uh, renovated, um, staying in Richard's pool house, uh, she's t- <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, she's having a little difficulty logging in. She's, uh, she brought too many computers with her from, uh, Northern California. She has 14 computers in front of her and she's getting confused. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to dig into this, uh, episode. What did everybody think? Oh, wait a minute. Before we even get to that, Danielle, you have to synopsize. I'll synopsize. So this is season five, episode eight, The Party's Over, air date November 9th, 2004. Richard and Emily throw a Yale alumni party in order to find a suitable young man for Rory after learning of her relationship with Dean. Luke shows off his culinary talents on a date night with Lorelai, but their dinner is ruined by Stars Hollow's newest residence, TJ and Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Again, TJ with this episode, right? Oh, man. I so you. good. Uh, what did everybody think? Tara, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Danielle? I loved it. I thought it was fun. I have so many things to dissect, but I'll wait to go in order. Seems like Amy is actually just joining us, yeah. too. Yeah. Which is amazing. You know, I, I really liked it, too, and I thought it had a good beat, and I could dance to it. So... <laughs> 
Yeah, I just, just want to try Luke's dinner. Like <laughs> I, 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 want, I was hungry after this episode. No, I, I, I was actually wanting to try Emily's. I wanted to be at Emily's dinner table to have that chicken that she piled onto Lorelai's plate. She gave her about four pieces. Um, yeah, uh, I just thought it was a terrific episode. Hysterically funny. I was laughing a lot through this. I mean, good belly laughs throughout the whole thing. Um, and this, I think this really flexed its comedy muscles uh, more than anything and uh, still propelled the drama forward. There was, there was drama-rama, but it was funny and it was a fun ride. Uh, actually, one of my favorite episodes. It, it really, it, again, and I know I keep repeating myself, but this, this seems to keep raising the bar on these episodes uh, in terms of the entertainment value. Cause it was just, Can anyone hear me? Yes, yes. yes. I mean, we can hear you from your massive Santa Monica. Praise the Lord of oh, me gosh. because this is the best episode ever. Mm-hmm. There we go. Johnny Depp is <laughs> no. in the house. Johnny, how are did, you? Huh? Did you guys miss me? Did you guys miss me? Uh, I yes, missed you. terribly. Anyway, let's get back to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll all, I mean, we'll all need therapy to fill that <laughs> void uh, that you left. So much to discuss. There's a lot. We're going to go bit by bit. Let's do but it. Are you with the Gilmores or against the Gilmores, Richard and Emily? I'm with them. I'm with them. Sorry. Like they knew they knew better. That's okay. You, Sorry. I, I, I I'm with them. I You're th- with them as in, as in you agree with what they did. <laughs> How many people in this world would give their left arm to be in Rory's position with grandparents like that, who care that much, who want to give her the world. Well, right? I, I, I have, think I agree in the sense of like, that's amazing. <clears throat> what I hate about it is they know she has a boyfriend. Yeah. So that's like, what I was going to say. If that was removed from it, I'd be like, this is still really old school and kind of like, slightly cringe that they're throwing a party to like help Rory find a boy that is of a certain caliber, but it would have been a little bit better if she was at least single. Yeah. And it's after they knew that she was back with Dean. So it's kind of like, let's get her away from Dean and find her someone new. Although I'm not mad at Rory getting away from Dean. Like that I'm okay with. But I meant the principle (laughs) of it. Exactly. As grandparents, right. And you have to give, the older older people in our society have the ability to see the future better than anybody. They can predict the future better than anybody. So Richard and Emily have seen this movie before in their own family mm-hmm. with Lorelai. Mm-hmm. They've seen it with other kids. They, they know how things work. They are mature. They are wise. And they are providing, in my opinion, the necessary guidance to a girl who they feel is under the tutelage of somebody who they do not trust. So here, so they here, want to step I, in and fill the void and provide some really solid guidance and give her a very clear choice. She can choose to take it or not, but they want to so provide he, the choice. Yes. So here's the interesting rub of it. Although I don't love that they sort of, snakily did this right like oh we're having Yale alumni over and really it's just all eligible bachelors college age <laughs> and was it, for her it was a tiara like necessary 
We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But in the sense that they were right, like she was having once Logan was around and kind of acclimated her to the group. She was having a great time. She totally forgot about Dean. She walks outside and like Dean dumps her right there. And, you know, we'll get to the the debate about Logan within this. I think that moment for him was the light bulb moment. Aha. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We do not belong together. And it's finally on his terms. Like every time it's been on Rory's terms of like, she's been interested in someone else, this or that. And it's finally, he's like, I'm done. I, I correct. But also I don't think it was him being like, I'm over you. I'm done. I'm walking away. I think it was our visions for what our life should be like and will be like and what we want it to be like are not aligned Uh, yeah i agree and i think it was actually kind of mature of him in a weird way to be like i recognize what's happening i'm gonna he had some self-respect i think he he had self-respect going you're here with all these guys i don't what am i doing here and he was right what was he doing there i agree And and he just took himself out of the race he grew a pair at the end and said, what am I doing here? I'm not doing this because I actually think it would have been worse if he if he took her out. Like after she's been like at this party that he's not invited to with all these guys. Clearly, she's having the time of her life. She's tipsy. He's growing a pair by being like, I'm out. This isn't this isn't good. Yeah, because in the past, what we saw was him getting a physical altercation with Jess. You know, they punched each other like he could have really easily been like, what are you guys doing with my girl? You know, and he was just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, this is I'm telling you, done. Rory's a wrecking ball. She's a wrecking ball. She 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 belongs with a Logan. She belongs in that world. Her grandparents know it. Her mother's trying to fight it. I do agree. The grandparents should have consulted Lorelai. They they had to go through the proper protocols, but they knew what Lorelai would say. They knew. What it. about consulting Rory? Yeah, yeah. They did. They called her and invite. They called her and they invited her to the party. Alumni, hey, figure it out, Rory. What do you think this is? I would. But, I wouldn't have thought it would be like a a bachelor bachelor party, like a bunch of yeah. But so what? She's invited to a party. She's dri- dripping in diamonds, and they're presenting her. This is well, so she, what. I think she Big was deal. being. Oh, what a res- poor, poor, we feel sorry for Rory. No, no, no. I mean, I think I think she also <laughs> respected her grandparents in that. Like she she was doing everything that they asked. Like she was talking to everyone. But I think it's just the principle of that. Like they knew that she's with Dean, and so it's kind of like they're forcing her to break up. Uh-huh. Dean had a shot. He got you know it, it's not happening for Dean. I mean, yeah, go. Go to college. Go get a life. She did everything she could for you, you know, and you did everything and you loved her and it was pure. And it just didn't work out. And yet, just because you love each other doesn't mean you're going to end up together. The parent, grandparents realize this. Why doesn't Lorelai? Well, and it hasn't been unicorns and rainbows for Dean and Rory of late. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Wait, so I wanted to ask you, when you said Rory is a wrecking ball, is that a compliment or a dig? Because I could take it both ways. I don't think it's an intentional wrecking ball. I think it's a young girl, a young woman, you know, navigating through her first relationships. And and these relationships have a very uh, minor chance of working out long term. 
they're just sort of, you know, that's the education relationships. This is how you learn how, what's right for you and what's wrong and, and to, to function within a relationship. And, and they're all great. And Dean's great on, you know, in his, on his own terms. It just doesn't, it's, it's like how much punishment is this guy going to take before he just, you know, finally he realizes it and, and goes away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he knew it was coming anyway. He knew it was coming when he can't have an intelligent conversation with Rory about the article she wrote. She was wanting notes, specifics. He couldn't give them. I agree with so you So right there, there that, that relationship doesn't have a chance. Doesn't have yeah. a chance. I mean, Dean's not going to be the one. It's definitely a Logan or even a Jess could have a conversation with her about that article. It's just it's not something that Dean was never interested in anyway. And I think it upsets her, too, that he's like, you know, she wanted... It's kind of like, you know, when you're excited about something and you want to tell your friend and you want them to be excited with you. She wanted that and he didn't really give her anything. He couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. He gave, he did the best he could, you know. That's, he, what, he, he, that's what I was. I was trying to find those words. He did it's the like, best he could. He did really well. He got married. He, he, you know, he cheated on his wife with her. I mean, they, they love each other, obviously, but it's like, it's, it's not working out. It's just a mess. <laughs> Things a mess. It's a checkered past. It's a bad history they have. So. Do you think he should have stayed with Lindsay? Like forget Rory, pretend he never cheated on Lindsay with Rory and Rory never put herself back in the option. Like was, was it, was, was it right? Justice for Lindsay? How like, gonna, should- how are you going to? How are you going to uh, rehabilitate a relationship when you're so young after something like that? But pretend that never happened. That's not like it's 20, 30 years into a relationship. Yeah. I think if it didn't happen and, and we're just, you know, they're, they're married, he would have been just fine. Like yeah. it, it's, it's because of Rory, you know, yeah. like that's the main thing. Like she's the reason why that happened. Although he was playing video games and wasn't <laughs> hanging out with her and that had nothing to do with Rory. I think it would have been just as enjoyable to watch, like get rid of Dean two weeks ago and have Rory lean in to this party, essentially, because the party was enjoyable to watch and Logan rolling in and, and yeah. arm around the whole thing. Like I kind of forgot about Dean and wanted him to sort of not show up. Yeah, it would have been totally different vibe if they had broken up because they couldn't connect like two weeks ago, like we could have watched her have some fun. I totally agree. Yeah. Let her have some fun. Girls working hard. I, why not just Dean, you know, showing up, looking through a window, seeing that. Am leave, I the leave. only one that, that why, likes why, why do we Dean need thing? this? Like, I, I'm not right for you. you know, <laughs> it was just too much. Am I the only one? I liked I, it. I really liked it. I liked that he showed up at the Gilmore's house. And Rory comes out of the house like, oh, it's 8.45. I'm 15 minutes late. Yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just, let's rewind the tape here, gang. Logan and all of them are in Richard's, uh, the pool house, getting plastered, right? Everybody's plastered. I kind of wanted to be there. I was like, I did too. I did too. It looks Uh, like they're having a grand time. And then they decide that Rory okays this idea from Logan, the master manipulator, saying, "Hey, well, we got to meet this guy. Let's just go on out and see what's going on." And I and you just know, like that's going to be a disaster. Oh. Who's going to deal with that? Why did and so my question to you guys is: Would 
if you were in Rory's position, would you have allowed that? No. Uh, absolutely not. It was ridiculous. No. How, how did that even happen? How did she traipse out of that house, you know, with a gaggle of young, wealthy men behind her, just sort of cockily staring at Dean? Tiara in a tiara. In a tiara. Yeah. I want to know if you were Dean in that situation, and Rory comes out of a house tipsy with ten rich ass dudes with her <laughs> coming out of a mansion you're in your pickup truck not invited also not invited what yeah. would you have done i left too uh, okay. yeah i i think i know why i like this i think okay. i know why i like the dean moment and we'll get to the lorelei moment at the <sighs> end later but i feel like in this episode we see two people that are acknowledging that Rory is changing. And mm-hmm. I liked having both of them, someone, a boy from her past and her mom, two quote unquote pillars in her life, mm. acknowledge that she's moving on from who they are. Mm. Yeah. I just liked it. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what the That's- ninja you know what the ninja dean move would have been? Here's the here's the move. Okay. And this this is what really he should have done, right? Uh, what a sh- what a shoulda coulda right. We're getting into that zone now. Um, hey Roy, looks like the party's here. Let's just stay here. I don't want to take you away from this. Invite me in. I'd love to meet your grandparents. Boom. <laughs> That's the move. That's what that a cool a guy would have done. And then they're in the pool house with Dean. He's getting a little loaded. Boom, boom, boom. You know, maybe we get some fisticuffs with you know. Whoever, who's the Finn guy? Finn? Dean punched Jess. So, but I do think, Scott, you're onto something. If Dean was the guy, he would have, he would have been like, look, you're having a great time here. I'll just come in. Let's hang. And then he would have been able to go like, head off, head. Is that what they say? But if Dean, (laughs) but I'm calling like a red flag because if Dean went, walked into that party, he would not be throwing back a beer or no invited in after she comes out with those guys. But and he stands there, he sees the the situation, and instead of going all like you know tiny little nuts, he 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 goes uh, all right, (laughs) tiny little nuts, you know, and and steady and steady (laughs) goes all right, you know, you want to deal with these bull balls? Let's go. Uh, Let's go into the party. Alone. I'll show you like, how I'll show you how a real dude parties. Okay, right? Not that guy. He's not that He's guy. Not, that, not that guy. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. 
Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Here's my question to begin. Is Logan the, like, king of the popular guys? Like, he is the yeah. head of the Obviously, person. yeah. So we start in the yard of the pool house, which looked beautiful yes. with the lights. Which Emily being mad was hilarious. So, and how funny that they wanted to eat so bad those skewers. Like Emily comes out and they quickly took the skewers. Like we know she's gonna blow her lid. These. <laughs> so I thought great beginning. I laughed at the skewers. Mm. I laughed at the bit that it's appetizers. Then they're full. They can't eat. And then we do get that she's talking to the boy and she says it's Dean. I actually and. The most important part, she goes up to Richard and says, we need to talk. Yes. You know, like, because now you can see them coming back to being on the same team. And I love the pool house. I'm obsessed with the pool house. Yeah, so we then go to the diner and we have Liz re- and we realize that she's moving to Stars Hollow and how she has enough money to have this like second home or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But apparently she's got dough. Here's what I'm wondering, though. Yeah. Do you think she got money when you, when you, Luke's <laughs> father died? Probably, yeah. Obviously, Luke's dad had money. Yeah. So maybe you took over the diner and she got some sort of a, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand. I can't imagine homes are, are, are expensive there. Anyway. Right. So I don't know, but yeah. great fodder for us that she's she's moving to Stars Hollow. I don't know. It made me feel a little uncomfortable that Luke was, you know, so demonstrably um, against this. And that's his sister. You know what I mean? I don't blame him, though. He's had such a toxic relationship with his sister in the past. Right now, it's great. But prior to that, they won't. It wasn't. You know, he was hesitant for her to come back into his life to begin with. And now she's like coming back. I don't know. The the show, you know, it's a family show. It's a family value show. And that's not a family value that you want to. 
promote, right? I mean, it's like a brother rejecting his sister. Stay the heck away from me. You're bad news. You're a lost cause. I don't want you in my town. I don't want to deal. I mean, it's like, what? It's not so aggressive, but what about a daughter rejecting her parents? I mean, this show's got some conflict. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that's the basis of the whole show, right? It's like Luke's relationship with his sister is not the basis of the show. It's not the foundation of the show. That is. So you accept that because that's the start. That's the jumping off point of the show. He wasn't so negative. Oh, I thought he was. Gosh, he, it was uncomfortable for me to watch. I was like, I felt like he was sort of like, are you sure? Because more no. like. He just dreaded her being around. But is there a chance that he was being like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, put all this money into this thing when you don't even want to be here necessarily. It wasn't out of concern. It was out of his, his selfish need to be away from his sister for some reason. And we, we kind of know the reasons, but again, it flies in the face of what the show is trying to represent, right? So it's like, what kind of conflict? Is this like fake, fakey, fake conflict they're trying to generate for the sake of having conflict? You know what well, I mean? I they do it because we get the brilliance of TJ coming over and ruining the date. So to me, I think the writers are like, let's write this little thing in that they're moving to get him back in. I, I, I could look at it as you were sort of being a decent big brother without, you don't have any like softness about it, but you're just like, are you sure this is what you want? If he was a decent big brother about it, he would have, he would have helped them find a house. Hmm. Mm. What's a Mountie hat? It's a Canadian uh, mounted police officer that rides a horse. You know, you know the the big. Oh yeah. It's like a sombrero almost. Do you have them? Yeah. All right. So we learned that Luke is a fabulous cook, and I got kind of excited about that date. I'm not gonna lie. Like that was a good sort of teaser where I'm like, hmm, it's gonna be good. So Richard and Emily call Rory. Did you, especially Scott and Danielle, did you knew, did you know that, uh oh, yeah, just the fact that they were so happy being next to each other in the same room, like, <laughs> oh, this, whatever is going to happen on this call is not going to be good. Like the first thing they agreed on in a long yeah, time. Yeah, they were scheming something. <laughs> yeah, Scott, did you think that too, that you're like, what are they up to? Yeah, but it's always good. It's nothing bad. And they're together. They're you. You're. They're coming together. They're being a couple again, which is good. That's a positive. They're helping their granddaughter. They're you know, that's good. Debate. It's debatable. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it, but it is debatable. Look, they're is at there the point now with Lorelai that anything they do say, you know, is going to trigger Lorelai in a in a in a in a, in a, in a way that she's going to pick up the phone and start screaming at people. I mean, it's getting, it's getting to be the same old hat mm -hmm. and it's like, get over it. You know, they're, they're doing the best they can for your daughter. Well, and but do you that same way, cause he was right that they were scheming against you. So what they should. Oh, you are very team Richard and Emily where I love them with a, with a arm's length. It's who they are. I accept them. I it's who they are, and but they, they don't try that hard with Lorelai. They don't care about Lorelai. They they've given up. They're but they're not giving up on on Rory. They even said it. Said, "Well, you're a lost cause." 
They, they, they find their own daughter to be pathetic. They do. And they just tolerate her. They don't, they don't really respect her. I wouldn't use the, I don't think they think she's pathetic. Of course they do. They, they constantly ignore her. They mock her. Put yourself in, in Emily and Richard's shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. Look at it from their point of view. But these worlds are colliding, and that's what all this conflict is about. But put yourself in Richard and Emily's shoes. They've got an agenda. It's as legitimate as anything on the TV show. Yeah, I think with if if I were to put myself in their shoes, they look at Lorelai saying, she's she's a, a wild horse. She's going to do whatever she wants, when she wants. We can't, our, we have no influence over her. Versus Rory is showing signs that she wants to be a Gilmore going to Yale you know, oh, is friends with the popular guy, a Huntsberger. You know, like they're seeing these little clues that like she can be who they are. And I think they feel like they can mold her to that and mm-hmm. get her there. Um, I, I both correct. I just don't think they think she's pathetic. I think they just think she's out of their control. And I think on some level they, they actually admire her, but they cannot control. Listen, they are fighting for their Gilmore name. They are fighting for their bloodline. They are fighting for the future because Rory is their last best hope. She's their only grandchild. One. They have one grandchild. They had one daughter. They screwed that up. Okay? Or it got screwed up. They have one granddaughter to carry on the legacy of the Gilmores and all that tradition and all of that money, and all of that privilege. You think they're not going to try their damnedest to keep Rory in the fold? They've got her in the fold. They got her in Yale. They're paying for it. They're trying to push Lorelai aside. They don't take her seriously. They Their little pockets of pride they show. I think you're right, and I also think that Rory, they can sense that she likes their world. She's not... <laughs> opposed to it and rebellious about it Mm-mm. as Lorelai was, you know, probably through all her teen years, they can see that Rory's into it. She's at Yale. She's, mm. you know, so there is that element. Um, I don't know. I, there's a lot of what you're saying that actually does ring true to me. I just think, I think it would be their dream if they could control Lorelai and suddenly she's dating, you know, some guy they love. I think that they would love that, but they just know it's so unlikely. No, they're putting, they, they're, they're putting their focus on somebody they can mold. Yeah. Their but last also, chance. Their last But also chance. I think they have to like reframe how they influence Lorelai, like Richard did last episode. Let's, fran- you know, franchise Luke's. Let's, you know, mm-hmm, do that. Like, mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. how I think their strategy is with her now versus right. Rory. They can formulate it. You because, know, they can because, be like, here are the eligible men for you to date. Now pick one. Because, <laughs> because you know? why, why do they ha- not have a right to uh, manipulate their own destiny? Why, why, th- why don't they have a right well, to have pleasant family Christmases and, and Thanksgivings. And, and, you know, why do they have to concede the, the, the ground to Lorelai when she's going to invite in all manner of, of people who, who Emily and Richard considered to be, you know, unscrubbed, the unwashed, right? They don't want to spend time with those people. 
They don't want to spend time with Luke. Do they want to really spend quality time with Luke? No, they're trying to get Luke in shape so that he's acceptable at the country club. So he's so he's not an embarrassment to the family. And then maybe spend a Christmas or two with him because Rory's going to be there with her, you know, upwardly mobile or privileged boyfriend or fiance. Think that that's a bit selfish of, of them. Of course, like- it's selfish. Why shouldn't it be selfish? They've lived their entire lives this way. That is the matriarch, and that is the patriarch, and this is how dynasties work. And they they want what they want. The element that is missing, and I, I like Richard and Emily, but the element that's missing is we're proud of you, no matter what you do. We're proud of you if you do something you love. We want you to love who you love. We want you to find the person that's best for you instead of best for them. And that's kind of my thing is like, Scott, you would never be like them. If your kid wants to have some career, you would support it. If he brings home some love of his life, you'll support it. So I think that's where they are a little, they just don't let their kids be them and their grandkid. They're trying to manipulate and mold and and control they don't understand Lorelai. You're right. They don't get it. And they don't understand how Emily probably doesn't understand how Lorelai came out of her body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it happens with certain children and their parents. It's like, it's not, it doesn't click. It can happen. And it's sad. I you know? think you have a very fair analysis of Mm -hmm. Richard and Emily. I just think I have a question before you move on from that. Does anybody find it like weird that when Emily first met Luke, like at the hospital, she was so like into him? Doesn't matter. I thought she had her kind of radar up. Like doesn't. Yeah, that's what I think. But she was like super into him. He's he's unsuitable. He's unsuitable for that. I'm just trying to it, that I think will that never maybe, change. It won't change. I think change. at the hospital, it was like she she hadn't seen Lorelai with a guy before. So maybe it was like, oh, like, you know, this is this is something. And he's coming to the hospital. But then she didn't think it would last this long. I think Tara's right. Like, she was maybe just happy that she was with some dude. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it was because it was Luke. I think it was just because it was a guy. Okay, but then why did that change? Like, why is she not happy that she's with the dude? Well, because she doesn't want him with a guy that owns a diner and drives a truck. <laughs> but then why was that okay <laughs> last time? She knew, she knew who he was. <clears throat> she called him the Iceman, right? right? But she didn't know who he was. Yeah, but now he's still around. Now it's right. like... Right. It's like four years later... I mean, when did that? When did the Richard thing happen? When did the hospital thing happen? Was that that was season one? Season yeah. one. So now here we are, five, four years later, five years later, he's still around. Now they're now they're together. It's like, oh boy, hit the panic button. You know, jeez, <laughs> we knew we knew Laurel. I was going to go off the rails, and there's so much to discuss with because I really want to spend time on the date and the party. So quickly, let's talk about Lane and Zach and Mrs. Kim and the. Is it Lane's cousin who really stabbed her? Strange student. Yeah. It was so cringe. 
Every scene I saw of that, I literally was like, I need this to go away. Oh, no. I Wait, th- which I th- one? I thought Mrs. Kim attacking Mrs. Zach Kim. at the newsstand was classic. That was That hysterical. was funny. I'm talking about the foreign that exchange student hysterical. cousin. <laughs> yeah. That was I'm Emily Kuroda like, at her best. I mean, just rocking it. She man. does annoy me. She smoked <laughs> Zach right there. But it wasn't how great was Todd Lowe. Like waving his arms, like what? You know, he just <laughs> like he didn't anything. know Zach. He's like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> and what I liked about Zach is that he went home and told Lane what happened. <sighs> he didn't like hold it in and act like it didn't happen. He was like, Lane, your mom is crazy. And that I'm was not the dealing. funniest scene. That was hysterical. <laughs> it, yeah. Cara, who annoys you? The exchange student? That is yeah, not the rock and roll, student. man. I'm getting flamed by your mom. She's saying the dogs are going to eat my guts. That's not rock and roll, man. I'm the guy who, like, you know, I'm the back door guy. Jump out the window guy. I'm not that guy, you know, with the girl with a mom yelling at him. What is that? Funny is, Dean so would be well served to be more like Zach. Zach is like, I am who I am. I am good with it. I like who I am. I'm totally confident. I'm not taking this crazy lady yelling at me. Like, <laughs> it's like he woke up and it's like, what am I doing? What am I'm living with this girl and her mother's a lunatic and she's like screaming at me. He's like, what is happening? So. No good deed goes <laughs> Lane's trying to do a solid for the exchange student, give her fries and the chili fries. <laughs> and then she backstabbed her. You guys, I, I'm sorry. I, all those scenes were such cringe. I, I, you know, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Yeah. I could have definitely done without those scenes. Um, the, Like that whole storyline? The whole storyline. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was. What was it about that that was so... It was incredibly racist. But beyond <laughs> that, beyond that, it was just really bad. <laughs> I, was like, I was just saying, it's like, boy, is this stereotypical? Oh, and like, God, is bad. this like... You know what, Danielle? That's... You kind of nailed it there. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Oh. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You guys notice this in the scene when Mrs. Kim <sighs> is just railing on Amir at the newsstand <sighs> is so stressed in right. the back. <laughs> Like you know, background acting, you see Zach come up and he's with a mirror and he wonders where his magazine that he hasn't finished reading is. And then Mrs. Kim just comes up crazy and you're looking at a mirror in the background and he is just like, <laughs> I love when background actors act like they're not hearing something one feet from them, one foot from a mirror. Amazing. He is like, you know what? This, uh, this, these last two episodes made me realize they did not take advantage of Zach, the character, and they did not take advantage of Todd Lowe's ability yeah. to create that character because that's a really fun character. And you just have to wind him up and let him go inside that show. And he could have been a much bigger part of that show. And it would have really paid off. That would have paid off as much as a Michelle or a Sean Gunn or that, that character had such potential to grow. Well, just wait. Yeah, no, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, but it's like we're in season five already and we're just getting to know Zach a little bit. Come on. I mean, there's so much more well, there. You know, they really had hopes that Adam Brody was going to be long for the Gilmore world, but I digress. <sighs> yeah. But wasn't, wasn't Todd Lowe with the show from the beginning? Yeah. Is, oh, when the band formed, he came in when, when the band formed just shortly after Adam Brody. And that was, it was still season one. No season two. I think so, yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, he's he's given gold, man. It's it's funny stuff. He's funny. That's such a funny character. To interview him because I want to hear what his real voice is. And like what he's <laughs> <laughs> Watch his voice be exactly like Zach. Same. He's just like, Hey guys, what's up? No, no, it's not it's not like that. It, it it's it's you know, he's doing he's playing a character. He's he's a character actor, he's a good one. Yeah, so he's so he's putting on a little bit of stuff that's a it's it's a little more ex- maybe exaggerated or pulled back version of himself, but it's working beautifully. It, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so funny. I'm only being annoying to keep us on track. So we go to the <sighs> date, which we touched on a little bit at Dosi's, which was speaking of cringe. You're <laughs> right, you guys. When you <laughs> it was really cringe. It was. Like on, oh, like old, like they did have a weird candle and some weird flowers. Did you guys hear when you want some chip pieces? Because it's like the crumbly old chip bag. It's all the like yesterday's junk. You're right when you analyze him not being able to have a response to the article. I really want to hear oh, about man. that a little. It was that was not. Great. Do you think he even read the article? I do, but I just think it's all sort of not his his world. He's a smart guy, not his world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said it was. He's like, I thought it was great, but he wasn't able to like actually know what she needed. Like, she needed yeah. somebody to like 
analyze the themes and the grammar and you know and all give the her like yeah give her critiques yeah and, constructive yeah. criticism all that stuff and he was just like looks good babe you know but it was good like you tell your seven-year-old their their bean mosaics really good you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> <laughs> do you guys bean <laughs> i can only imagine different color That's beans so put random. into artwork <laughs> I don't have a problem with any of it, except for they aren't connected in this sort of way anymore. They're not bonded. They're not vibing. I mean, look, I have to say I'm team Jess way more than team Dean, because I do think De Jess really was up to her level. Yeah. Next, I want to quickly review the menu of Luke and Lorelai's date that I wanted to be on so bad. Same. Literally, I wanted to be on it so bad, including TJ showing up. Oh, so God. listen to what he made. <laughs> Lamb and artichoke stew. Penne with pesto. Potatoes. Tomatoes with breadcrumbs. Goat cheese on the tomatoes with breadcrumbs, maybe. Roasted garlic with rosemary focaccia. <laughs> Amarato cookies with the coffee and the ricotta cheesecake. Literally, are you kidding me? And I looked to make sure the plate had those things on it, and it sure as bleep did. Like, <laughs> wowza. Yep. What a goat. Like, yeah. He, like, Luke is such a stud. Like, that is legit. <laughs> a five course meal. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, look. Luke's apartment is not that much better than the stock room at Dosey's. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but man, not, not great. Do you want, I wanted to be there because they are so comfortable with each other and up to each other's level, mm -hmm. you know, because he doesn't, he doesn't, um, like when he's like stir and she's all, Ugh, I can't stir. He doesn't like baby her. He's like, stir, like you can figure this out. You know, yeah. he's very, um, they're so on the same level. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a hard ass. You know, she's the same way. They're both, uh, you know, they're both uh, tough people, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, but listen, that scene really took off for me as soon as TJ comes in. I'm sorry. He's an escarot. He's escarot. Have you, have, you, have you ever seen a guest star come on and just own the set like that? I cannot take my eyes off of that. You, can, you uh, literally yeah. cannot take your and, and and that's when that show, that scene turned that show into a sitcom. Because that was yeah. a sitcom performance. You know, there's some critics, television critics, of which we are not, that did not like that character. And I was like, oh. are you crazy? He's the best. It, it's because it changes the tone of the show so much because he just takes it over. I mean, listen. You got a day Louise coming into the scene. It's like, look out, man. You know, everybody's going to get wiped out. That is yeah. so much talent and history walking into that apartment. And it's, in my opinion, exactly what that show needs. That's exactly what that show needs. And that's, and, and that's what the critics used to say too. It's like this show can't decide whether it's a, a, a drama, a comedy or a drama. It can't, it, it's like, why does it have, why do you have to categorize it? I agree. You know, why? Why can't you just, because it all works. I mean, the drama enhances the comedy, vice versa, right? Um, Do you think it said escarot on the page? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I thought he just did it. I was like, escrow. Escrow. Well, is he going to come on and talk to us? Because uh, these these are the burning questions. These are the questions. Oh, keep, keep trying. He does. That's why we had David, because um, he doesn't <sighs> do stuff anymore. Right. But did you guys notice? So Lorelai and Luke are at the apartment, and they're getting sort of the dinner stuff going. And this sweet way that Lauren slash Lorelai touches your neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the physical sort of, um, gestures, I think, is also what draws me into their relationship. It's the little details, yeah. It's a behavior. It's all behavior. It's not the words. It's the behavior. You find the behavior. Yes, that's, yeah. That's the gold. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, TJ comes in, and <laughs> I love when Luke says, you got to go, man. You got to go, man. <laughs> See, that that's what I love so much about being in those scenes, because I've done several of those scenes with Lauren, where she comes in like a house on fire, and it's just monologue after monologue, and you got a little line here and there, and you got to, you know, you can't, you can't, your timing has to be perfect, or else you're going to throw them off, because they've just got line after line after line, another chunk, another chunk, another chunk, and they've, they've, they're saying it all together, but you have to find just a tiny little moment where you can slip in your line or your word or your gesture, whatever. That's the hard part about it. So I was really watching that scene, seeing if I was screwing him up at all, but I, I, I think I, I supported him the way I wanted to support him. Oh, both of them. And how about the fact that, and we're, we're sort of skipping, but we'll go back. There's a portion where you two are the scene, right? Luke and Lorelai are the scene. And TJ and Liz are fighting in the bathroom and we can hear them, mm-hmm. but it's not too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's happening and you two are conversing. I mean, I thought the whole date from start to finish was amazing. <sighs> the calling, she's calling while you're talking to TJ and somehow the, we're following it all. I mean, Crazy. But, but how do you not, I mean, TJ walks into a room. How do you not just light up? I mean, it's just so great. He's weeping in the background. I mean, it's just so bizarrely funny. It's <laughs> surreal. I mean, it's absurd. The whole thing's absurd. And and that's what's so great about this show. Yeah. I almost have myself together. Now I have to start over. That's the best the show is. That's yeah. Gilmore Girls right there at its best. When you've got, and that's what Amy and Dan do. They they build up these very tender, heartfelt moments, and and then they'll throw a Sean Gunn, naked Sean Gunn in there for the heck of it. And then they'll throw a TJ in there. And Wild. It's, it's wonderful. Wonderful stuff. Go to the party. Now, what did you all think when suddenly Emily takes Rory upstairs to the hairdresser and then we're putting diamonds on her? What I really want to know what Danielle and Scott were like. What's going on? I'm like, go ahead, Danielle. I'm like, I like. Yeah. I liked the diamonds. I was like, that's that's fun. That's fun for, you know, the Yale alumni party. And then when she put on the tiara, I was like, this is not an alumni party. What is happening? <laughs> I, the tiara just needed to also, go. Also, why the tiara? It's like, I can't, I can't really imagine like a 20, well, she's probably what, 20 now, 20 year old girl wants 20, to wear yeah. that as she's like trying to find an eligible bachelor. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like grandma. Sorry, here you yeah. go. Bathed in, in diamonds, you know. 
But that was a, that was a great line Emily had. He says, you know, is that, is that a diamond necklace? I said, yeah, it's not doing anybody any good sitting in its box. <laughs> <laughs> she had a point. Put it on. Yeah. Did you guys, Richard, say to Emily, you did a fine job? Oh, sure. This was all planned. Yeah, we'll see. It. Good, good, good. And that's like the highest compliment you can give Emily. <laughs> Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So then, how quickly Danielle and Scott went so again? So why, why, wait a minute, hang on. Why isn't it that scene as an act of love toward their granddaughter? Why are we using these words manipulative, deceptive, it's over, it's overbearing? Why isn't it just like they are loving that girl? They are giving all of this pent-up love that they wanted to give their, their own daughter and missed out on the opportunity. These are still two human beings. They're fighting for the relationship, and they are now, they are joined, they are unified in loving their granddaughter to this extent. I by opening up the doors for her, like this I could be your future. And sure, the guys were, you know, of course, you know, the guys were going to be kind of, you know, douchey and you just knew it. Right. Right. I, I agree with you that you are right. It is actually really cool what they're doing. I, I think, think so. They didn't tell her what they're doing. Like my, so my niece's grandmother is saying to my niece, you're going to be in the debutante ball. We're going to have this party for you. You're going to have this beautiful dress. We're going to have this dinner, blah, blah, blah. They're telling my niece. So the only thing that Richard and Emily didn't do right is say to Rory, we want you, we want you to come over. We're going to have this beautiful party. 
we're going to dress you up and we're going to introduce you to all these boys. I mean, Emily would have been smarter if she invited a couple girls, but whatever. They're just not telling her what they're doing. Because she's going to blab it to her mom and then her mom's going to make make an excuse as to why she can't go. Do you think it would have been better if she did invite some girls and it would have been like less? No, because they didn't want the competition. I think it would have been less Captain Obvious, though. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but how fun if you're a 20 year old and you're at a party with all these fancy parents and all these boys that are just only giving you attention. Uh, I tell you, it's a good situation for a 20 year old person good situation you know i'll tell you would you rather okay so would you danielle tara amy answer me this question honestly please not that you've never been anything but honest with me when i'm grilling you (laughs) um which is frequent by the way and you have no idea once we're off the air i'm just grilling these people all the time um danielle yes would you rather have grandparents like that or not i'd rather not why uh, too much pressure. Okay. I want I, I want my grandma and grandpa to love me and take me to dinner mm-hmm. and like think everything I do is awesome. So is it, so as a confused twenty <laughs> you know year old I mean? who's who got her whole life ahead of you, you don't want to be bathed in diamonds and presented to the to the elite of the world. I just think that the pressure is too much. Okay. I, I just want grandparents to love me for who I am. All right, Tara. Honestly, I think there are certain aspects. Tara, of, would you um, wear a tiara? Tara. No. Tara. Tiara. I probably did when I was five, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, there are certain aspects of Emily and Richard that I like and I, the way they treat Rory, but Mm -hmm. for this situation and, and I would not want, no, I would not want to be set up by my grandparents. Two debutante nose. Amy. Amy is the debutante. (laughs) I know she is. So so the pressure's on here. Totally fine with it. I'm totally fine with all of it. I like it. I think it's, there's tradition, there's, you know, there's there's love there. The only difference is that my grandparents told me what they were doing and my parents, like it was never like, I wasn't manipulated into it. It wasn't done sneakily. And if I would have said like, no, I don't want to go out with that boy. I mean, you know, I had to, my grandpa would ask me favors like, oh, so-and-so's grandson's in town. Can you go out with them? And it was always like mm-hmm. horrendous, but I did it because yeah. it was like my Want me to, but he never. They didn't trick me into it. But did you have a mother like Lorelai, and did your mother have a bad relationship with her parents? It's not, you know, that's a little personal. Sorry. No, no, no. Please, you can ask me anything. I have nothing to hide. My mom is not like Lorelai, but she did have a bit of. She didn't have the best relationship with her parents versus my dad and his parents, and they were the fancy side. So, like, my grandparents were very fancy on my dad's side and mm-hmm. i was a debutante and all those things my parents were super into it they loved it and part of the reason i did it is my dad wanted to my parents wanted me to do it so it's like fine it's not like horrible it's like a fun party you get tiffany boxes with weird heart jewelry you're never gonna wear again <laughs> and some frames that you have to like um polish which you're like who wants a frame that you have to polish well but <laughs> I have a question though. Is it different if you if your parents want you to do it for your grandparents? Because Lorelai doesn't want Rory to do it for her grandparents, but you said 
your dad wanted you to do it, so you want to make your dad happy. Does it, is same, it same same like if what's you're making wrong, your grandparents what's wrong with happy wanting to parents. make your dad happy and what's wrong with no, wanting no, no, to no. make your there's grandparents no, happy there's, there's nothing, nothing that's, wrong that's with it really nice no, no no there's nothing wrong with it i'm just saying in the situation of rory lorelei is not happy with it so i feel like she's stuck in the middle but lorelei's not happy with anything regarding her parents we we know what lorelei's going to react like I get what Tara's saying in that she has to essentially choose. She can't make them both happy because mm-hmm. her mom doesn't like this life. Her grandparents do. And Rory's sort of this mm-hmm. getting pulled in both directions because I think she likes both. Yeah. I think she likes both. Really interesting. That's a great point that she's conflicted because. But look. So wait a minute. So, so wait a minute. So, so Rory's out of the house now. She's in college. Was she a sophomore now at this point? Yeah. yeah. She's a sophomore. She's her own woman. She can make her own decisions. She doesn't have to consult with mommy anymore. Well, Rory does though. So she goes. Why, into why, why, why would, why does Rory, why would you think Rory feels obligated to, to, to consult with her mother to well, go to a, to a party that her grandparents are throwing? I, I don't think she feels obligated, but she did it. But she why went- can't she have a separate relationship with her grandparents and she's got to consult her mother and okay everything. She's 20. Okay, question for everybody. She lives on her own now. And her grandparents think, are paying for damn college. Uh, you just took my thing. Do you think Rory would would ha- would do all this stuff willingly and happily without any fuss if her parent her grandparents weren't paying for Yale? Yes. But that did. changes the whole dynamic of the show. Who's paying for her college? Her mother. If her mother's paying for her college, this is a whole completely different dynamic, completely yeah. different show. They set it up where you need those grandparents. You need their money. I agree with you, Scott. Mm. I, do. I don't. She's not doing this and happy about it because they're paying for college. She's doing it because she kind of likes it. I, do t- I think I, she does kind of like it. it. I agree with Amy. Yeah. I, do I think too. that's a little, yep. yeah. She does she like it. Lorelai. Now, she knows she does go into Richard's office and calls Lorelai and says, oh, I'm at a party with a bunch of boys. This is what they've done. And Lorelai's <sighs> for t- Rory says it's fine. It's fine. Who said she, that? Isn't Rory said it's right, fine. I'm right, fine. Right. She kind of likes it. And you guys, <laughs> we haven't gotten to the most important part of the episode. Rory. Now, at first, she's sort of just listening to them boringly talk about a Mercedes. The minute, <laughs> Logan, the minute Logan shows up, complete stud. I really do want to spend ten minutes talking about Logan. She loves it logan shows up he's a complete stud he saves her from the boring like creepy dude <laughs> First of- how happy were you when logan showed up it was like i want to do a applaud i did too i actually stood up and applauded him they're like yes my wife's going like what's what are you watching i'm like gilmore girls he goes really she goes sit down <laughs> yes. he's so stud. he saves her from the dude they're gonna have a sub party that's how you make these parties fun and you know what? He, he she realizes, oh my God, he knows my grandparents. Yeah. And they love him. Oh, he's the coolest dude ever. Logan Huntsberger is the coolest dude. They yeah. love Logan. He just handled everybody beautifully. It's funny watching this back. Um I, I've obviously I've mentioned this. I was team Jess, but like I'm I'm not team Logan, but I really enjoy Logan. Like I could watch him all day and like his little like banter with Rory. Like it's so fun. And I, I don't even think you need to be like team Logan, whatever, but you can like enjoy 
watching him and like the way he makes Rory feel like like you said like it totally changed the dynamic like she was a new girl he's he's offering the kind of banter that only Gilmore's can offer nobody else in Rory's life outside of her mother and her grandparents can offer that level of banter and Logan steps in boom they're hitting the Mm. ground running at the scene at the end look what he did she he didn't, first of all, he didn't even know she had a boyfriend. So right. he wasn't causing trouble. Right. She got out and the, the incident happens with Dean. Logan's not an ass about it. He comes over and just the way, that's why Matt Zuckery is so amazing. It's his face. It's his mannerisms. Yeah, but and, it, he, and that had to hit him a little bit, you know, in the heart. When she said yeah. I have a boyfriend, he didn't flinch. No, when he says it'll be okay. Or yeah. he says, he'll, I can't tell if he said it'll be okay or he'll be okay. And he puts his arm around her and takes her in. He's to the rescue. And and the boys aren't snarking. The boys look at her with sympathy, empathy. They all were like, they weren't being assholes. They were being so cool to this girl. I was into it. I just think it's great. I mean, Logan just has all of these drunken wild animal friends. And they're all rich. <laughs> they're just losing their minds all over the place. And it's funny. And then they go out to meet Dean. I mean, what a pack of animals to confront <laughs> this blue truck. <laughs> oh, it was so intimidating. But what a powerful scene, the final scene of this yeah. episode. You got the final scene of this episode uh-huh. literally sets us on our trajectory for the next couple seasons because Lorelai is home. Now we had a new angle. We were shooting her couch at a new angle and here's the ruckus outside. And she realizes mm-hmm. my kids into this. My kid yeah. likes these guys. She likes that limo. She likes that tiara. She likes that life. She likes this. And she's not happy about it. Why? I, I, it's like, let her, have, let her live her life. She's not, at home anymore. She's not at home. She's. I think she's, that's really hard for Lorelai to. Well, of course just, it is, but she's got to grow up and just let her daughter make her own choices. She's twenty. Yeah. You know, it's like it's I think, time. I mean, it's like, look, she's gonna get her heart. Uh, she's gonna get her heart uh, ripped out of her chest by you know Jess or or Dean or you know maybe she can have a little fun the next time before it gets ripped out. She at least it was a limo. <laughs> have some fun parties. Do you think Write it would be different though? <laughs> you think like, it'd be man. different if she was partying with like random friends at school, but because she's partying with the people who Emily is friends with their parents, she's more upset? Because that's why I think that she was upset. Yeah, like Lorelai's upset because she's Rory is in the Gilmore world now. And nice. she's yeah. she's exceeded everybody's expectations she's at yale a year she's in her sophomore year and she's in the most exclusive private club in the united states she's in skull and freaking bones man but they're um, letting her into the inner 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 sanctum all of these lunatics in the pool house these are going to be future secretaries of defense these are going to be heads of the most powerful <laughs> Wall Street law firms. These are going to be the captains of industry or even presidents of the United States. And she's in that group. She's exceeded, she's exceeded Emily's and Richard's expectations. 
yeah. just by yeah. being there. But but Amy has a point that even though she has that scene really set up Rory's future and you'll <sighs> see that. But it's it's just it's you forget that it's such a pivotal scene, like until you watch it back. You know what I think? Here's what I think. You know what I think? And nobody wants to say this and I'm going to get smacked around. I don't care. I think Lorelai's jealous. I think Lorelai's jealous of her own kid. Mm. I do. I think that she sees what she could have had, and she's seeing it through her daughter, and her sh- daughter is serving it up on a silver platter. Yeah, I can see that. And I think I th- I think that there's a little bit of jealousy here. So there you go. I'm just going to leave that for you guys. Right? Yeah, I there's something to what you're saying, and I think um, I think she she doesn't know how to feel about the fact that her daughter is really accepting the life she rejected. And it's, she's not aligned with Rory. They don't see it the same way. I don't have to be. I think she's sad. I think she had her, like her partner in crime her whole life, you know, that thought like her loved, loved doing takeout, love watching the movies with her, love doing all that stuff that she did and was just like her. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and she didn't, she didn't have that with her mom. She was so different than right. her mom. Right. And so she's like, I'm finally doing it right with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. she's realizing her daughter is a lot like her mom. <laughs> not, yeah. n- not like personality wise, but with what she enjoys. Likes. Or yeah. that she's not, you know, that she's not going to be with Rory the way she was. It's different now. It's changing. Mm-hmm. It's evolving. Mm-hmm. It's like she's with Luke now and. Her daughter's out of the house and making her own choices. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's got to be hard, sure. Yeah. Oh, I just had a total aha. Because she has just as much of a hard time as Emily in the sense that Emily wants Lorelai and Rory to be what Emily wants them to be. And on some level, Lorelai wants Rory to be what she wants her to be. Yeah. I don't think Emily cares much about what Lorelai wants to be because she's given up hope i think she's really focused on her granddaughter back in back in the day oh yeah yeah yes Uh, absolutely yeah no we as we've stated yes i do think lorelei is doing everything she can by telling rory you know what they're trying to do right this is what they're trying to do Mm. but she's not saying but come home now you know like she's kind of like giving her the warning but also being like but you're there. You know, does that, do you get what I'm trying to like say? She, like she's trying to give her hints, but trying to also give her hints to make her own decision, but it's Lorelai's decision. Does that make <laughs> sense? Not anymore. Like, yeah. Not anymore. This is, this is, uh, this is leading her, her towards Lorelai's decision. She's making mm. Rory's decision. All right. What's our favorite lines? Escaro. I'm an escrow. <laughs> I was going to say, that's Escarot. the line of right, the good. episode. So that's yours. Uh, uh, Tara, what's your favorite line? I have to agree, just escarot. Yeah, same. Okay. So, okay. So, so, really? Okay, so my favorite line was Emily screaming at the waiter when he said, will you take a look at her? And then she goes, look at her! <laughs> the guy just like, just said, that's Emily in a nutshell. Said, I fell off my couch. I rewound that five times and laughed even harder every <laughs> single time. Love it. Um, all right, uh, Tara, how many whatevers are you giving it? Announce your measuring stick before your designation point designation. Okay, so the item's gonna be tiaras. I'll give it a 
8.9 oh, TRS. Oh, that's pretty good. That's kind of a <laughs> drubbing, though. That's a little <laughs> bit of a drubbing. Wow. Hmm. Uh, so I you, weren't, you weren't cackling uh, uncontrollably throughout this episode as I was. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think the I think the Lane stuff definitely took down some points for sure. The Miss Kim Lane, that whole yeah. Uh, uh, Danielle, uh, um, I will say what measuring mm, stick? What's the measuring? I will stick? say oh, stolen champagne bottles. There you go. Um, eight point seven five. Wow, lower. Yeah, lower than than. So, uh, yeah, I Tiara the, Tara. I agree. The exchange student and even some uh, there was just a lot of cringe in this episode but uh-huh. also so like the luke and lorelei stuff was so good and tj stuff was so good the uh, the rory dean logan i like i liked all of that uh-huh. there was just uh-huh. was too much cringe in there for me amy give it above an eye <laughs> gotcha amy what's your measuring stick and what is your point please what is your point designation please what stick aka skewers nine point Nine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm right there with you, sister. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use Logan smirks. Oh. I like the Logan smirk, right? That confident smirk. Um, and Amy, I'm sorry. I'm going to. I'm going to do you one better. It's a perfect 10 for me. I'm sorry. And I I, I, I got to tell you, I was laughing so much, yeah. so often, so hard that the cringy stuff didn't bother me. Same, same, I, same. I, I recognized that it was cringy. Yeah, not this isn't going to make me chuckle, but at least they were involving, uh, you know, the second tier characters in in a dramatic way and at least going for the comedy. And I think in a, if you're in a different mood or it's a different time of day or whatever, you would crack up at that stuff too. But I thought uh, I agree. Just very very strong performances from everybody. This was for me the funniest episode I've seen in the five exactly. seasons. Exactly. One of my favorites. Yeah. 10, Ten is a fair rating. All right, kids, that's going to wrap this one up. Uh I don't know this is top three episode for me. This might be my favorite episode so far. Uh, just the laughs alone. I'll, I'll forgive it. The opening, I'll forgive it. The cringy. I, I don't care. It's a laugh riot. Um, funniest, funniest. Uh, it, it had more laughs per square inch than, than any episode I've seen. So uh, quite, quite a, uh, quite an episode. Anyway. All right. All the best. Uh, thanks for downloading. What's what's the next episode? What, what do we got here? We got, uh, Season five, episode nine. Emily says All hello. Right. Emily says hello. We'll see you next time, kids. Thank you for downloading. All the best. Best fans on the planet, bar none. See you next time. And just remember, I am all in. Stay safe.
And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next-day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.